Hello, welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, comment, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things. We would love to hear your ratings of the movies and shows we review. Email us your audio file to recappingpodcast at gmail.com and we will play it during the show. Or DM us on Instagram and we will post and read it on air. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Delora, Delora, happy post Labor Day weekend. How you feeling? How you living? I am fantastic. I am rested. I am blessed. Oh, there we go. I have this song in my head, uh, Unpretty by TLC. You can buy a hair if it won't grow. <laughs> you can fix your nose if it says so. Because the recap that we're doing today is the summer I turned pretty. It is an Amazon original series, seven episodes, 45-ish minutes, premiered on Amazon June 17th, 2022. It was, num- it was the number one show on Prime Video during its premiere weekend. It is another adaptation of books by Jenny Han. We are fans on this podcast of Jenny Han. Yes. This book was number one, and it dropped back in 2009, if you can believe it. Three books in this series. The third and final book was released in 2011. So it's been a little while. So while I was watching the series, and I think I talked about a little bit even when I did my Hidden Gems, because this is a previous Hidden Gem for me, she wanted to refresh the series a little bit, make it feel a little bit more relevant for Gen Z. Mm -hmm. So there are some changes between the two, but as someone who read the books... It was nothing to me that was like big and noteworthy that changed kind of the overall tone of the show. So season two is already confirmed and has already begun filming. And new cast, which is exciting. Well, a couple new faces like Kira Sedgwick is joining the cast. Heavyweight, heavyweight. Let's get it. Uh, let me give you guys a quick summary. Married to a Beehive fan, by the way. First of all, the fact that Kevin Bacon <laughs> set, I, I was about to call it a banjo, set in a chair with a guitar and a damn dog and sang goats. a rendition. It was a goat? Why did I think it was a they dog? Were, they were goats oh around Oh my him. God. Even more country. And sang a rendition of Heated. My song. I was I was done. If he wasn't already an unofficial member of the community, <laughs> it's solidified now. It's solidified. Okay. Um, quick summary of this series. This is a coming of age story with main character Belly caught in a love triangle between two brothers as she deals with her first love and first heartbreak during the perfect summer it's something about things set in summer that just gives me all the vibes <laughs> it's all gooey like like warm marshmallows off the, like open fire because something about them summer nights r.i.p olivia newton john and something about those summer nights it's just like romantical in a way y'all know what i'm talking about cast lola tongue as belly perfect casting in my opinion she's gorgeous perfect 
to play this character from the books, from my interpretation, from my time with the books. Mm-hmm. Christopher Briney is Conrad, love interest numero uno. Gavin Casalegno is Jeremiah, love interest numero dos. Rachel Blanchard is Susanna. Jackie Chung is Laurel. And Sean Kaufman is Steven. Reviews, Rotten Tomatoes, 91% critic score, 80% audience score, 92% of Google users gave this series a thumbs up. Delora, what is your grade? For the summer, I turned pretty. So I'm coming in solely off of the show. I did not read the books. But as you mentioned, um, we've definitely enjoyed Jenny's project with All the Boys I Loved Before that's on Netflix. What I will say is it gets a B minus for me. And mainly because, yes, it's a teenage dream. It's classic beach house, love triangle. But it also was giving me babysitter's club with drinking like I wasn't (laughs) it wasn't as sophisticated as I needed it to be like I felt like to all the boys I loved before it was a little bit more refined like I got into that romance and they were teenagers like you know what I mean whereas here I I don't know if I couldn't connect because I felt like everybody looked like babies or (laughs) granite what is his name uh Jeremiah is gorgeous he is I mean, those eyes are lethal, okay? (laughs) There's a scene where he's standing, looking at, supposed to be looking at the picture his mom painted of him. And I was like, my God, your face, (laughs) the face card is never never declined, declined, baby. (laughs) Jesus, gorgeous, gorgeous boy. Thank you, Ashley. Okay, so with that, there there needed to be some type of refinement. I didn't know what the tone was. Like, what are we light? Is this heavy? What are we doing? Like, it was a little, little all over the place for me a little to get into it. Mm-hmm. But overall, it was a fun watch. How about you, yeah. Ashley? So, given that this is one of my hidden gems, I just knew this is an A for me, right? I just knew it. I'm like, I love this the first time I watched it. The magic wore off for me on my second watch. I think it was <laughs> everything that shine is not gold. Everything that glitters is not gold, baby. I think what it was is the first time I just got so excited because I didn't know this adaptation was happening. And I got all the feels remembering how much I enjoyed the series when I was younger and I read it. Yeah. And so watching it the second we time. Younger, goodness. Yeah. Yeah. 2009, girl. Yeah. So watching it for a second time and watching it with a little more critical of an eye obviously as I'm doing my notes and I'm crafting the recap I'm like I still enjoy it but there are definitely things that I I I had a little more of a critical lens towards I guess I should say Mm -hmm. and Belly is not my favorite of a lot of the female protagonists that we've had because she's still developing so much she's only 15 when we come into the series Yes. Right. And then, you know, I've said this on many a project. I don't like the whole we in between two brothers, two sisters type of story. It doesn't feel good. I prefer it. I prefer the classic werewolf vampire, normal aqua girl. Like, yo, I'll even give you friends. I'll even give you friends. (laughs) But family, we blood and we got to play this game. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. 
So that's that's why for me it's a B plus. I, I still mess with it and am excited for a season two for sure, especially because I want to see how they change things from what I can recall of the books. But no spoilers, guys. We're going to talk just about the series. So let's get into it. We get narration from Belly to kick us off. She and her family have been going to Cousins, a beach town in Massachusetts, to family friend Susanna's house her whole life. She spends her year counting the days until she's there. Susanna has two sons, Conrad and Jeremiah, the former of which she's been in love with since she was 10. She's 15 now, and as her BFF Taylor tells her, you look a lot different than you did last summer. Delora, do you remember when that shift happened for you where you were in bloom, as Susanna puts it? <laughs> no, because I my insecurities from eighth grade <laughs> kept with me all the way to my senior year until someone at my old church had the audacity to say to me, oh, you're actually cute. This Ooh, is a grown woman. What? Yes. Black church can be critical, but we all know these things. Uh-huh. Um, but I was like, what? And then and then I realized like, oh my goodness, I am cute. But then there's always a level of denial that is a personal issue. That's why it, cozy is my new mantra. Uh, but, <laughs> 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 but yeah, I, oh, it was also senior prom because people were so shocked. And I am, I kid you not, I am not even blowing this up. I i was the girl who was in band, who was in all the honors classes. I wore baggy clothes, but for prom, the girls came out to play. They had, <laughs> they had some air. I was very, you know, sophisticated as always. That's right. And that black dress, you talked about this in our He's All That recap yes. that she came out with the body, Audi, Audi. And people lost their minds. People were like, this is like your big reveal. Because that's when those makeover shows for people were big back in the day. I was like, okay, thank you. But should I be offended? Cue the music. <laughs> swing, swing. Swing a spinning step. You wear those shoes and I will wear that dress. Oh, uh, kiss me. I feel it. Yeah. I was a baby elephant for some time trying to figure out Hilarious. (laughs) You know, I was trying to think about it too. I think what I think about it more as, because I think when you're those ages, as a, especially as a teenage girl, you don't, I don't feel like you think of it as like, oh, I'm suddenly hot shit. I think it's more so like, I've recognized that I've started to have a power that I didn't have before. So it's like, when- Whether you accept it or not. Exactly. So it's like, when did you realize that as you're developing into your womanhood, oh, I'm starting to experience having that sense of like power, especially over, you know, men, Avi. And I think everybody- usually unless you develop really early probably hits it around these same ages right like once you get in the middle school maybe early high school but I also personally I don't feel like I really felt like I developed my sense of style yet or like my you know my my sense of taste and all those things that make you more a little bit more confident until I got hell college to be honest uh yeah easy but I, I appreciated that because I do think that's something that most girls are going to experience, right? Once you hit that age and people are like, oh, hey, you turn about to turn into a woman now. Watch out, world. 
women and beauty and youth as we know is still very high in the social currency game yeah one quote that i heard of recently is it's something like beauty is wasted on youth or something like that is like people don't really understand the power that they will when they're younger until mm-hmm. they get older mm-hmm. and I, I can understand that a little bit even though we're not old okay we, we are, are not but I get it even from my timeline of looking back like oh man I could have willed that so much better <laughs> At the same time, what type of shenanigans would we have gotten into if we had? You know what I mean? Would have been pregnant, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) Or somebody's sugar baby somewhere, like, go ahead and set me up with my house by the age of 19. Get my Louis and my my Louis Vuittons. I'm taking PJs or private jets, as you say, to go visit some folks, okay? Let's move forward. As they all get settled in, For episode one, what were your impressions of Cousins and this beach house? We know you love a decor moment, honey. Would this have been a summer oasis for you? I love a good decor moment, but I struggle with the nautical aesthetic. (laughs) I I agree. I agree. It, It can be very old. It can be very cluttered because it's usually old, you know, and so... It still was lovely. The home was lovely. It was the kitchen. It was the kitchen for me. That was the place where I would definitely pick up and put in my home. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I also appreciate the amount of sunlight. I love a good house that gets all that natural light in. It was a lot of fun for sure. And you're right on the beach. Okay. We got the pool and then I'm right on the beach. So exactly. Absolutely. This would have been a summer oasis for me. Where's my rich family friend. Okay. But speaking of my favorite beach house aesthetic, Grace and Frankie, I really enjoy that home. Oh yeah. But see the fact that they, it was a blended home, you know, you know, Grace wasn't about to be coming to nothing shabby. <laughs> that That's part. Absolutely. That part. <laughs> All right. All the kids are figuring out their summer plans. That's Belly, Conrad, Jeremiah, and Steven. Jeremiah and Steven are planning to work at the country club. Belly's considering being a debutante. And Conrad has quit football, which was a big deal. He was an athlete, all of that. And he seems to have a chip on his shoulder this summer that his mom is wanting to chalk up to a breakup. It didn't stop he and the other boys from going to a beach bonfire that Belly also crashes and meets new boy and love interest, Cam or Cam Cameron. Unfortunately, they get busted and taken home by the cops for underage drinking. Delora, as I watched this, I just thought, this is the stuff that we missed living in the Midwest, right? Because I ain't have my first beach bonfire to this year. I don't think I've ever had one, actually. Exactly. When I first moved down to Florida, one of my coworkers was talking about a beach bonfire. I was like, oh my God, that's dope. I have never done it. He like, said, what? People actually do that? I yeah, thought it was pe- just in the movie. No. <laughs> you know, I did it when I went to California and I was like, I haven't even done this in Florida. But no, it's a real thing. When you come from these like beach towns and like live in these warmer climates, yeah, you do beach bonfires. Had some hot dogs over the fire. Like that's a luxury that- those of us in the Midwest and the North, we just <laughs> unfortunately had to miss. But good for y'all. I'm not hating or anything. <laughs> in episode two, Belly has decided to try something new and agrees to do the dead ball to Susanna's delight and her mother Laurel's slight horror. Her big sis for the event is Nicole. 
a girl that Conrad is kind of, sort of, maybe seen and escorted to the dead ball the year prior. What are your thoughts on debutante balls? Well, I do not have any experience with it. It's not even in my vicinity. I know, thinking about one of my favorite, favorite, favorite movies of all time, Something New, Sanaa character, mm-hmm. part of high Black Southern society, debutante is a big deal. So for me, I respect it. I'm a traditionalist, though. I think that comes with me being firstborn. It's like, tell me what I need to know. I like, teach me how to be a lady. I would have loved and ate up all that stuff. So I'm not mm. against it by any means. I think I'm more accepting to debutante balls than I am pageants. And I know that might sound a little hypocritical, but... That's where I stand. Well, I mean, I think they're they're very different, right? Because when you're on the pageant circuit, I mean, you living and breathing that ish and that you got to go and, you know, be more performative, be more invested in certain ways in terms of like that image you present, whereas the dead ball, the idea is just like, oh, it's this coming out, which these days I feel like it's really just an excuse to have a cute date, wear a, a dress yeah. and have that moment. Because I can tell you from my high school experience, all my friends did it except for me. Really? I, all there of wasn't them. anything in my area that had that. So for us, it was it was the Deb, the debutante ball, the Deltas put on, and then it was the cotillion oh. that the AKAs put on. Oh, yeah. Didn't have that. So my friends did the Deb ball, which was for the Deltas, and then I had right. friends or other friends who did the cotillion. And then I ended up being an escort for the botillion, which is the guy's version. Yeah. So I did the escort thing, but I guess I just didn't want to be... I'm just not a joiner. Like, I think I've said that so many times. Like, I just kind of- That surprises me because you do know I'm a joiner, right? Yeah, I'm I'm just, (laughs) I kind of stray away from things that, you know, the majority of people want to do or find acceptable or whatever. Just the rebel in me, I don't know what it is. It's just kind of like, okay, I respect it. I support y'all. I went, I loved watching my friends in their dresses and do their things beautiful, but it's just, it's never been my thing. Like I kind of just beat to my own drum a little bit in that way, I guess. Interesting. Yeah. But to each their own. And I love some of the looks that we got at the dead ball. So it was still very cute. While Belly steps out on her first date to a drive-in with Cam Cameron. Sorry, I'm going to call him that throughout this recap. (laughs) to see sabrina which i still haven't seen the original have you seen the original because i love the 90s version i only know the 90s version but again i was like if this isn't foreshadowing i don't know what is oh yes for sure right laurel has a party for her latest book and reconnects with a popular author cleveland that she dissed previously and it helps Conrad because Conrad's mama said you need to get you a job so Conrad gets a job teaching that man how to sail the boys show up to Belly's date to antagonize her but Conrad downplays the situation when she confronts him about it uh, even though he pushed to want to try to crash it at this point he obviously has feelings for her it's you know they grew up together he's always seen her probably more as like a little sister, but again, she's in bloom this year. So Mm -hmm. why do you think he's downplaying these feelings that he has? Is it history or is he just being a a teenage boy? Uh, That's a great, great question. I feel like he's just going through a lot personally. And I never thought that breakup was the reason for his moodiness, like his mom stated. So I never believed that, but I do feel like 
he was so like most teenagers so self-involved that in my opinion belly was just a highlight that he was like oh look at here i might reciprocate some of these stares that i know i've been getting <laughs> all my life for, from her for the past five or so years <laughs> exactly so that that's my my thoughts on his state what about you yeah, I, I think it, he definitely seems to have some internal conflict that we're going to get to um, that's going on. But I also think it just probably has to be weird because he probably is like, what is going on? Why am I suddenly attracted to this person that has been like a sister to me for all these years? And how do I feel about that? Because there is like a two or three year age difference between them. Yes. He's about to be going to college. Yep. He's, I mean, they're, they're both super cool with her brother who's also there. So it could, I feel like it could have just been like weird. Imagine you grew up with somebody and then all of a sudden one day you start seeing them and that like, oh, I think this could be more light. It takes you a minute to adjust. So that's what I was thinking, but he was still kind of annoying about it. I would say he's the older one, like express yourself. Well, (laughs) I also assume he was going to be the brooding type, right? the angsty teenage boy so that's what I was gathering too because again I'm I'm coming in cold not knowing you know any of these characters or storylines so he was given as premium Jon Snow brooding Mm, you know nothing you know nothing Conrad (laughs) I don't want it (laughs) (laughs) in episode three it's belly sweet 16 Everyone had a gift for her except for Conrad, who claimed to have forgotten. Yet we see him stick a black bag in his pocket. Belly's BFF Taylor comes to town for the weekend to celebrate, who Belly describes as a hurricane and says that she essentially feels like the duff around her, which if you guys have never seen that movie, it's the designated ugly fat friend. One of my favorite movies. Mine too. I just watched it the other day. I I watch it as often as I watch Easy A. Like whenever it's on, <laughs> I watch it. Two teen classics for sure. Even though Steven has been hot and heavy with Shayla, who's kind of like one of the rich girls in town and a Deb that he's agreed to escort himself or is going to agree mm-hmm. to escort, Belly busts Steven and Taylor making out at a party. Steven said he did it out of insecurity, feeling like he's not up to Shayla's standards. And Taylor had apparently been crushing on this boy for years. What did you think of Taylor? Not a fan. Not a fan. I knew she was jealous from the get-go. But we are talking about teenage people. So communication isn't necessarily their strong suit. But I felt the jealousy and I didn't appreciate it at all. It's like, if she's supposed to be your best friend, you need to say something instead of acting out the way she did. I mean, it was definitely the last straw, her making out with her brother in that way. Taylor making out with Stephen in that way. Yeah, I didn't like it. When she hit Nicole in the face with the ball, she lost me, right? Like, there's one thing to, like, have your friends back, but hitting my good sis, Nicole? Oh, no. I was not a fan, really, from that moment on. And to your point, the possessiveness and the jealousy I felt like she had towards Belly, I've always found friendship jealousy to be odd. 
maybe it's maybe it's because like I'm not someone who saw it as like, well, you can't have multiple friends. Of course you can have multiple friends and you can be close to multiple people. So it just rubbed me the wrong way. It's like, oh, you just want your friend to kind of like stay in her place. Well, again, I feel like she's also working out like, is Belly really upstaging me here in this new environment? Like I'm Queen B back at home and she's my little friend. Yeah, that's what I'm Uh, saying. Stay in your place, sis. I'm the little friend here and I don't know how to, I don't know how to process that. When she told her like, you're so used or you think you're the main character. You haven't paid any attention. I've had a crush on Steven for years. I'm like, if only you know how much she feels like the roles are reversed. So I definitely think that again, it was a situation of like, oh, I don't know if I like that you're, that you're stepping out. I don't know if I like that you're finding your way without me or just at all. But it also kind of rubbed me the wrong way because we're talking about a white young lady telling this to an Asian young lady or, mm. you know, half Asian. And I'm just like, that That power dynamic made me feel uncomfortable in terms of like, of course, you're going to center yourself in your story because everyone has always centered your story. Absolutely. And they address that dynamic a little bit more, I feel like, between the moms. Like, they speak a little bit more to differences and like, oh, you're rich, I'm not. You Mm -hmm. go to the country club. If you leave me in this car for too long, I may get sunk in place. Like, I feel like they address Mm -hmm. it a little bit more with the grownups than they did for sure with that. And again, that's why when Taylor hit my good sis Nicole with that ball, I felt some type of way. You're not going to hit the only Black girl on this show in the face but they really tried with her obviously casting a black girl in you know the pretty popular girl role but they and rich and rich uh but she had her braids she had her curly hair Mm -hmm. she switched it up like we always do so i appreciate i appreciate day to night (laughs) literally that representation because this is that's how we do it period (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. Again, some of the updates I feel like they made to to make this story fresher for where um, the day and time that we're in now. By the end of this episode, we find out Susanna has been hiding a cancer diagnosis from the kids. She says she plans to tell them after they return home from the summer. She wants one more perfect summer. What do you mm. think about her keeping such a large secret? I don't like it when parents keep large secrets like that to themselves. I understand her reasoning, but who does that really help in the end? Her. She wants to be able to live in a state of, I feel like, denial for a little bit longer. But as soon as she said that, I had already started to feel like it must be that she was sick. Yes. from watching the series right not even from remembering anything about the books and then as soon as I heard that I said oh Conrad knows yes Conrad knows that or someone had an affair that was my that was my other thought too I agree with you that to me it leaves too much room for the possibility of misunderstanding of your kids finding out in a way you didn't anticipate them finding out and it's also you're robbing them of cherishing this time with you more yes yes because they're not realizing how precious it is i'm sure they will be at the house more i'm sure they will be wanting to make more memories with you all of those things and then it was a lot for laurel to have to carry to be the one knowing and keeping it from all the children i'm not gonna lie their relationship was very interesting to me as i was going through the series because i'm like 
were they swingers or something like I thought they were that close with the relationships and the absent fathers and even how they interacted with each other's husbands or ex-husbands it was like that's funny that just shows how much crap we watch that's that's where our minds go because see this time for this one especially I didn't get that like I thought it was you know, literally like we've been best friends forever. I will always have your back. You're more, you're family to me. It's not even just a friendship. We're family. So I just thought it was nice. But at the same time, it's a big burden to put on your best friend to be the only one. Cause it's not like this won't devastate all, all of the children. Obviously your son's the most, but all of the children are going to be devastated by the fact that you have cancer. So it was a lot, but let's move on to episode four. It's the fourth of july and to your point about the dads they make their appearance at the beach house between the two though belly's dad was much more welcome even with his 27 year old pomegranate margarita making girlfriend in tow turns out cancer wasn't the only secret Susanna was keeping because there was some cheating her husband had cheated on her years prior with his secretary how cliche while she was going through chemo I was disgusted by that. Trash bag. Is this Tristan? That's what I should be calling him. (gasps) Tested the friendship between Laurel and Susanna, who had a very heated conversation. And Laurel decided to go take out her frustrations with some car sex with Cleveland. I put in my notes, mama gotta have a life too. Baby boy. Period. Belly had a few too many of those margaritas and made some missteps, literally. But an almost kiss with Conrad to wrap up this episode is interrupted by a jealous Jeremiah. At this point, I feel like we've established who these two brothers are. Different in a lot of ways. We talked about Conrad being more broody. Jeremiah is the life of the party. He is described at one point as being like a going retriever because he just- Like everybody love him. Yeah, he and he loves everybody. Literally. But one of the things that is apparent is that they both care about Belly. So the question is, at this point, does Jeremiah even stand a chance? First of all, when it comes to Jeremiah, I really wasn't feeling his attraction because, again, he was occupied with everyone else in town. I didn't understand how much Belly meant to him. Because in my mind, it was always Conrad and her, right? Uh, And he was the quote-unquote best friend. That's what I gathered. And maybe I was drawing from the kissing booth dynamic in some ways, right? Best friend with the the son the same age, but obsessed with the older brother type of deal. Yeah. But I'm not going to lie. It kind of just came out of left field because I guess we, we really didn't see Jeremiah's feeling towards Belly up until this point in my... That's how I gathered it, personally. I think it was supposed to be a little, you takes you aback a little bit when Jeremiah interrupts with the firework because he's been living his best life, you know? Exactly. He's a free-for-all with who he decides to hook up with. We've seen him with people at parties. He's been doing his thing. But I think what it goes to show is that he's just kind of been waiting in the wings, right? Like he has not worn his heart on his sleeve yet. Playing the long game. Playing that long game, baby. Like I'm here when you're available. Yeah. 
Yeah. But my question is, given how we see her interaction and her obsession with Conrad, do you even feel like when you're watching it, like Jeremiah, you might as well call this one, bro, because you're not even in the game. No, because I think we've seen this in multiple movies and TV shows that the person that you're obsessed with isn't necessarily the person you need to be with. A la Dawson's Creek, baby. One of my all-time faves because it ended how I thought it should. Well, you know, I never watched Dawson Creek, but a more recent example, spoiler alert, is Never Have I Ever. Well, there's season four coming for Never Have I Ever. You know, it's not done yet. No, it's it's over, I thought. No, there's a fourth season coming. I thought this was their final season. They were wrapping everything up with the bow. No, ma'am. There is one more season for Never Have I Ever. But I didn't know you had never watched Dawson's Creek. So let me say that Dawson's Creek, they were best friends, but she realized she had feelings for him very, very quickly compared to him. But inevitably, it was Pacey who was the better suitor for my girl, Joey. So Oh, I always rooted for him because he was a cute one. And I always rooted for him because <laughs> Dawson, which I can say watching it as an adult, and this is a pivot, guys, we're going to get back to the, to the series you're talking about. Dawson, I have kinder eyes for him as an adult than I did when I used to watch this show as a teenager. Because when I watched okay. it as a teenager, Pacey was the bad boy. Pacey was the was more he? exciting. Pacey had a whole affair with a teacher and everything in Dawson's Creek. Yo, I didn't know these things. Yes. <laughs> Pacey okay. was a bad boy. but he was it felt like he was a, a better fit for joey it felt so, like he would date somebody black <laughs> and same <laughs> okay i definitely gravitated more towards joshua jackson the fact that him and katie holmes had dated in real life too you can't fake chemistry right i'm sure that raiders are like darn it why didn't you like but i can say the creator of the series went back and forth when he ended it about who she should be with he literally changed it like i think the night before they shot kevin williamson i think he was gonna have her end up with dawson and i'm so glad spoiler alert for anybody who's not how have you not if you plan to watch dawson's creek but it ended how i felt it should so in this case i agree with you I, from the books, am Team Jeremiah. I'm going to say that flat out. Watching the series, I'm like, how are we going to ever make it seem like Jeremiah really has a chance at this point? Because when you are a teenager, first of all, your feelings are so intense. Very. And then second of all, when you have been pining for somebody, if they even show you a little bit of attention, it don't matter what you got going on with nobody else. Very true. So I definitely was like, Jeremiah, how are we even going to step in the ballpark, bro? So side note, I love the music for this series. Like, I felt like it was so accurate. We got Olivia Rodrigo. We got Billie yes. Eilish. We got Taylor yes. Swift. Like all the angsty teenage girl music <laughs> gave me all the feels. In episode five, Belly officially ends things with Cam Cameron. Not enough spark to take her heart from Conrad. I'm not worried about him though. I saw a whole article about he why Cam so sweet. He was a sweetheart about why he was like the perfect boyfriend. Let me say this: sometimes 
the way something ends is so indicative of somebody's character. And he showed how much of a true gentleman he was just by his words of encouragement as things were ending. Thousand percent. He's so sweet. That's well said. How things end tells a lot about a person. Wow. Absolutely. Seemed like things were starting to heat up between Belly and Conrad, despite his thing with Nicole, which that got really messy. When he showed up to the country club and was waving and they was both waving back, I was uncomfortable. I was like, Nicole, he's playing you, girl. Turn around. He's playing you. Well, again, she's used to being Queen B, so she would never think in a million years that some little girl who we call Belly... Isabel is competition even belly didn't think she was competition right she herself did not think she was really in this game but he turns cold again and just in time for jeremiah to shoot his shot that kiss in the pool was passionate for her to have never really thought about that man in that way i said woo chalet are y'all dating in real life no, he has a really cute girlfriend, though, who's like a model like he is. Of course. Kind of. <laughs> of course he does. But do you feel me, though? Like, I was like... No, I agree. I agree. We went from I, we just best friends to all of a sudden, I'm straddling you in the pool. But I also feel like, you know, he's competing against his older brother, who I'm sure he idolized. So it's like, I'm going to give you all that Woo! I got right now he said i all this kissing i've been doing has just been practice (laughs) for the real show girl you the real show (laughs) side note what did you think about the scene this episode where steven experiences racial stereotypes while working a secret card game at the country club i thought that was the most realistic thing (laughs) on this freaking show (laughs) That part, I was like, Stephen, I wonder, because he said they grew up in like a suburb in Philadelphia. So I'm assuming mm-hmm. they they had more racial diversity where they grew up than probably they experienced that cousins. Yeah. But it was definitely like, I felt like this was a moment that he wasn't ready for. Like he, this was his first experience with somebody saying something and catching him off guard with their racism. Blatant, blatant. I they went sat somewhere. here and laughed in my dude's face. I went somewhere. And I showed them a picture of my family and they were like, mixed kids are the cutest kids. Mm. Mm -hmm. And I was like, excuse me? I was like, all children are beautiful. But what grinds my gears is is like, I'm a full-blooded Black woman. And what would you say if my husband was Black and we had Hershey Kisses children? It just, it grinds my mother years when I people say that to me they would have said oh she looks just like you (laughs) but I just I it's just it's distasteful and I don't think people really understand it and I've gotten it multiple times and I'm like all babies are beautiful but thank you because I just like you will not that bullshit stops here I'm sorry (laughs) tell them Delora tell them let's wrap up this series shall we Episodes six and seven, a charity volleyball tournament brings out the beast in belly. What'd you think about those partner switch outs? Because Jeremiah was feeling some type of way. 
I think this is where Jeremiah was losing points because he is the younger brother and he is all over the freaking place. Dude, this was your opportunity to shine. And you dropped the ball royally. I think he was so excited for the moment that he choked. That's what I think. I think it was like, you know, because supposedly both him and Conrad are great, are good athletes. Yes. So I think it was like, for one, he wasn't expecting to be subbed in because remember Taylor's in town. She's supposed to be playing and she fakes her little injury because she's team jelly, as she says. <laughs> so I feel like it was he he got up to the plate and he was so excited and he just my guy just choked. He was more paying attention to belly, trying to look at belly than looking at that damn ball. Disappointing, though. But Very. at the same time. A little harsh of Belly. I don't think Belly was thinking in the moment about anybody's feelings. She was just like, yo, I got to win. So, Conrad, come on, get this shirt. Because he ain't got it. But Jeremiah was side-eyeing the shit out of that trophy when he was at the house. He was like, yo, I don't even want to play video games. I'm done. I'm over this. And there's also, I'm sure, that level of competitiveness they probably always had. Not even just with Belly. Yeah. Sibling rivalry is very real. And let's not talk about having a girl in the middle of that. Because even the comment that Jeremiah made where he was like, you just always want to win. And Conrad says something like, it's not about winning. It's about doing things the right way. (laughs) And you can tell Jeremiah was like, yo, fuck you. Like, like, (laughs) whatever. I don't blame Billy though, because again, she knew what the goal was and so did they and therefore Conrad had to do what he had to do Nicole finally found out the truth about Conrad and Belly thanks to a text that Conrad sent about being Belly's escort to the dead ball essentially Susanna had asked him to ask her and that came out after they won the volleyball tournament but he's like listen I really did want to take you myself it wasn't just about my mom asking unfortunately they were skinny dipping when this news came out and you know Nicole and her crew took all their stuff and dipped yeah was this Uh, justified it was messy that was for sure it just felt icky after a while because it did feel like Conrad was doing things behind Nicole's back he was Nicole told him no you didn't hurt me you wasted my time yes sis yes sis she said there is a college man obsessed with me right now (laughs) change the narrative change the narrative and remove her from this one She did return those clothes though in a plastic bag she said your little girlfriend's gonna need this okay at least she didn't throw it away or leave it on the side of the road. Hey, maybe it was a lesson for Belly. Like, keep your nose clean, sis. It was definitely shady of Belly. One could say it's not just on Conrad because Belly also had a relationship with her. This is your big sis in the debutante ball. She's exactly. been so nice to you. She had a whole cake for you for your birthday. She invited you on the family yacht. Like, you lying Messy. to this woman face. So, Messy. in my opinion, I would have done that shit too. That chip that had been on Conrad's shoulder really was knowing that Susanna was sick. And unfortunately, her news is discovered by Jeremiah at the dead ball, devastating him. So once again, Conrad had to step up to the plate and save the day as Billy's escort for a big dance. Mm -hmm. I hated 
this scene. I love Laurel's rough. dress. I love Laurel's dress. That red dress was everything. But I hated this scene because I felt like, honestly, Jeremiah has been the one who's been more consistent throughout the series. He's been the one who's had been there when Belly needed him and Conrad was over to the side going through his feelings and emotions and yet for the big moments y'all want to make it seem like Conrad is always a knight in shining armor I didn't like it (laughs) I didn't like it me not having a side at this point of the series oh yeah can you tell him King Jeremiah can you can you tell (laughs) I just felt like Jeremiah dropped the ball yet again because it's like, why did you have to be so gung-ho about finding this out right now? It made him seem immature. Like he Absolutely. couldn't hold his emotions and feelings in and separate it from this big moment for Belly. And not to downgrade the news that he found out, obviously. Exactly, because it's huge. It's devastating, but it wasn't a good look. And I wasn't impressed. I was not impressed. And she was giving Conrad all those googly eyes gross gross and annoying let me move on the boys are able to convince Susanna to try a trial treatment at first she was gung-ho about no I want to go out as I am I don't want to do anything but again this is a factor of once you tell your family and there's involvement in decisions mom can you at least try for us like we need you so the season ends with Bonrad sharing their first kiss Delora, any predictions <laughs> for the future of this love triangle? And what are your final thoughts on the series? Season one. Oh, that's a great question. Any thoughts on the couples here? I don't know. I'm interested to see what Jeremiah is going to do in this next season. That's going to swing Billy his way, you know? And it's good to see Conrad in a better position than he was in the beginning of the series because he was rough to be around. It was like a constant storm cloud over his head. And so in some ways, I'm kind of happy that he found his light, even if that's through Belly. Uh, Predictions. I did feel some kind of way about her son's convincing her to do experimental treatment when that's something that she didn't want to do but then I also felt like well why did she make that decision without talking to them about it first so they they didn't even know she went through chemo three years ago how did she hide that yeah yeah so that should be interesting but I hate that that's going to be something that's looming over everyone and I want uh Laurel to uh you know, get her groove on, continue that journey. I appreciated that for her. We didn't even get a chance to gloat over how Susanna is freaking Cher from the Clueless series. Listen, love that Cher from the series is a character in this for sure. I was happy she was getting some work. I don't think I've seen her in some time. It definitely brings me all the nostalgia, again, from teen years and from those projects and things that we really loved and enjoyed. So absolutely. I'm glad you brought that up because I I thought it uh, once I saw uh, the series the first time. So no spoilers. I'm going to speak from not from my experience with the books, but just from my experience of what I would be thinking with this. My thought is she's going to be with Conrad inevitably. She's never going to get over this. She's going to try to move on. She's going to get reeled back in. 
and it's never going to be over between her and Conrad. That's just my thought from the way that this first season is depicted. The other point that I forgot to mention is what would their parents say? What would their mother say about, you know, this development? And Stephen, too, he was very protective over his younger sister. Stephen, understandable, but he also needs to chill. Belly made some great points. Like, Shayla is my age, too. So, pot, kettle. Um, Susanna, I think, expected this because, as Belly said, she told her when she was a child, like, she always knew she was destined for one of her boys. (laughs) Didn't know she was going to get to taste both, but... But I feel like, what... 14, 15 years old. It just seems so young. That's all. They are very young. That's another reason why these type of series, like you can't get too invested because you know that there's going to be so much change that all of them are going to experience over the course of their lives. Like, am I saying she's going to marry Conrad? No, but I think he's going to be somebody who's a part of her love life for a while as she's going through the development of her teens, maybe early 20s, whatever, from the way that this show is being set up. Mm-hmm. But I am team Jeremiah. So if you don't want him, sis, <laughs> I'll hop on back into that show as my little 15, 16-year-old self, okay? Y'all can't see this, but Ashley is so for real about this. It is so <laughs> funny. She's like, if you are unclear, sis. let me be clear. And this, and I, again, going back to our discussion about Never Have I Ever, I felt this way from the Jeremiah depicted in the books, let alone this beautiful little boy that they didn't cast in this role. <laughs> Quit playing with me. Quit playing with me. Absolutely. That's probably why she, I know, I know y'all enjoyed some of these scenes together. That's all I can say. (laughs) Be young, live free, whatever. So that's really it for our recap for the summer. I turned pretty guys. Um, This predicted that the next season will probably be out sometime spring, summer, 2023. So be on the lookout for that on Amazon. And we will see what happens with these crazy kids next summer and cousins. Delora, what you got for the people for Hidden Gems this week, girl? I'm so excited. I have four Hidden Gems this week, so let me go ahead and get started. The first one, brand new series, Disney Plus Marvel. I'm talking about She-Hawk, Attorney at Law. This is super campy, Ashley. Like, it is, it does not take itself serious at all. I'm not saying I'm in love with it, but I am saying that I'm intrigued by it. I'm intrigued by the tone, by the pace of it, by, like I said, it's can't be humor. Like it is, it is tapping into that eighties, you know, that eighties era of comic books in a very serious way. I want to love it because I love Tatiana. Orphan Black was my show. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. But I know nothing about She-Hulk besides Mm -mm. the woman version of Hulk. And honestly, I thought that they were married. I didn't know that they were cousins. So (laughs) I didn't know anything about it either. So this is an education for me while watching it. And I'm intrigued because we have Jamila Jamil in it. Of course, Mark Ruffalo, one of my favorite favorites period um in it as well and so i'm on this i'm on this wave ashley so i wanted to bring that up 
my second hidden gem is a new rom-com on Netflix. It's called That's Amore. It is poorly rated on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, but it was like in the top 10 movies all weekend and week long. It's a light movie. It's an hour and 36 minutes long. No one too, too famous, but you know, it was an easy watch on a Sunday afternoon and I just think it's worth mentioning my third hidden gem Ashley and I try to stay away from politics but when I tell you the joy the joy that I got uh this past week when the White House social media account (laughs) highlighted all the Republicans who opposed student loan forgiveness identifying how much in PP loans that they had gotten forgiven versus the 10 K that some people are going to be getting (laughs) was chef's kiss for me. (laughs) I was like, whoever decided to do this needs a race. Okay. So much joy. And black Twitter is again, top notch, highly entertaining. You have to be there. Okay. Final hidden gem one of my rom-com novels this one is pretty popular it's called the unhoneymooners this is by christina and lauren this one is a uh enemies to lovers trope it's about a twin sister olive twin sisters getting married to ethan's brother the siblings they hate each other olive and ethan something happens and they have to take their honeymoon together so they're in the same proximity and you know will they you know rip each other's hair out or will they rip each other's hair out (laughs) (laughs) so it was a lot of fun and I I think it was a fun read it's not that spicy so don't worry because some of the other recommendations I gave had some really um interesting love scenes but this one is really safe so there you go (laughs) Ashley what's your hidden gems this week All right, guys, I have two. My first one is not hidden because it was number one on Netflix for a little bit. It's Look Both Ways, a rom-com starring Lily Reinhart from Riverdale fame. Interesting premise where her character's life on the eve of her college graduation diverges into two parallel realities, one in which she becomes pregnant and remains in her hometown to raise her child, and another in which she moves to LA to pursue her dream career. I thought it was really interesting. I enjoyed the journey and I also enjoyed kind of this idea that there's not necessarily a finite right or wrong way to go about life. Like decisions Mm. may lead you to certain things, but that doesn't mean you can't inevitably get to whatever path you were meant to go down and pursue to live your best life. So So you're you're talking to that low-key timeline situation. I'm just like... (laughs) A little bit. (laughs) My second hidden gem is a song. I don't think I've had music in a while. This one I have literally been listening to repeatedly for like a week or two. Fresh New Sheets, a song by JoJo, one of my faves. Didn't even know JoJo had dropped another album last year titled Trying Not to Think About It. 12 tracks, Fresh Sheets is number seven, and I am obsessed. Basically a song about not quite being ready to move on from your last love even though she has literally and metaphorically changed the sheets it's the harmony for me as soon as the song starts 
just sucks me in and has literally not let me go. I listen to it. Like I play it, then I play it, then I replay it, then I replay it, then I replay it. I have spent 30 minutes in a car ride listening to that song repeatedly. You're one of those people. I'm one of those people. Wow. Catches my soul and will not let me go. So our generation's Tina Marie. Those are my two hidden gems for this week, guys. Thank you guys so much, as always, for sticking with us. We are taking a break for a week. I have to go attend a little convention for work. So if anybody's going to be at FinCon in Orlando this week, come see me. Hopefully we can connect. Delora, we'll be back when we're back, sis. Absolutely. We have over 100 episodes you all can take a listen to there you go we're not really gone because we're always out here and available on these internet somewhere for you to enjoy so we'll see you guys next time in the meantime be blessed stay safe bye